are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing fantastic. How was your week? I hope you had a lot of fun and went somewhere. Did you visit with anyone? I was pretty much alone this weekend and went on my long hike on Saturday to Lake Chabot, which is pretty close to my house. And I did about a 10 to 12 mile hike. And uh, and I say 10 to 12 because I really didn't track it. Um, but it's generally about 11 miles or so that I normally walk. Anyway, I was reminded of the half marathon I recently did because there was a run happening at the lake. I could see the running numbers on the people's shirts that passed me and they were running on the trail and I could see them looking pretty exhausted. So it must have been the last leg of their run. And I, on the other hand, did not run, but I walked for five hours. Phew. And I want to keep up my hiking because I'm planning on doing Camino de Santiago again next year in 2023. And I'm also considering doing the John Muir Trail portion of the PCT in 2024. And I want to do that with my husband. And so I'm trying to convince him to do that with me. And uh, we are hopefully going to do it in 2024. So I really want to keep up my stamina for it all. The issue is that it's a long walk. So I'm doing five hours and that's a really long time. (laughs) Anyway, I have to think this through a bit because, you know, I'm really particular about my time and I really value time as a resource. And as you know, because I've done three separate podcasts around the value of time. So I am a ninja when it comes to my time. I think that that's where I really want to be responsible so I really need to think this time through and make sure that it it's working for me. And I definitely don't want to stop walking and doing my exercise because it, it really is a treat for me. So I want to share with you a testimonial for my Project 66. And here is what my client shared with me. She said, I was in Venus Project 66 cohort and would like to provide a glowing testimonial for the experience. Fina provided amazing attention during our weekly one-hour sessions. I've been attending a prominent weight loss program for most of my adult life. That program has worked well, but over the past few years, my mind hadn't been in the correct space and my weight was just steadily increasing. With Project 66, Fina had me step back and delve into some of the whys of my mindless eating. Fina has remarkable skills as a counselor. I lost weight over the 66 days on Project Weight Loss and Project 66, and my weight loss has continued as I returned to the commercial program. In addition, my diastolic blood pressure has been consistently in the 90s for the few months prior to Project 66. All my diastolic values have been in the low 80s since starting Project 66. And as an added bonus, Fina helped me tackle some time management issues. I'm now more organized in my work tasks and chores around the house. My participation in Project 66 was a life-changing event. I love her testimonial because to me, it shows that we can do this and re-engage 
come back to ourselves. And how I see this process is that it has the potential to be a staying lifelong experience of how we live our lives and how we can come back to our strengths and work our project weight loss in conjunction with any program that is out there. You know, in this process, I've gotten to know the clients I work with on a deeper level, and I'm so impressed by them. And so when I say you're lovable, I sincerely mean it. Getting to know these ladies on this level, well, you know, it's a gift. Their intelligence, strength, and kindness is really remarkable. They have shared with me that they changed their lives. But you know what? They have changed mine too. So thank you, Tina, for that. So our topic today is about intermittent fasting. And I want to restate that as with any food plan or eating change, you want to consult your doctor as appropriate for you. The other thing I want to say is that I will talk about the concept of intermittent fasting, but I understand that some people fast for religious purposes, and that's really not what I will be talking about. I want to also add that for some, restrictive eating windows can be a trigger to disordered eating. So you really want to be careful with this. The reason I want this to be informational is because I feel strongly that the food thing is really nuanced. And I've shared that with you on multiple occasions. And, you know, then there's some folks that are taking medication. And I say all this to say that I don't take it lightly when I say talk to your doctor. I really mean that because we have to do what's right for our bodies. The other thing I want to say is that while intermittent fasting also termed as a restricted window of eating, can trigger a ketogenic state, it's different than a keto diet. So intermittent fasting should not be confused with a keto diet. In a subsequent podcast, I will talk about the different types of food plants or diets. Intermittent fasting is when you eat during a restricted window of eating. And the other, a keto diet is what you're actually eating, which are two separate things. One is when you eat versus what you eat. And my thoughts around any way of eating or any type of eating is that it should come from a planned and thoughtful place of what's right for you. And we really do have specific needs as individuals. So it really needs to be mindful. And so when I talk about intermittent fasting or food plants, I'm really talking about giving you information so that you can then make decisions from that information based on what's right for you. And that's important for me to say because I don't want you to dismiss it and think that it's not valuable. Really approach this information with the thought of asking what's right for me because the information out there is really mixed. It can be confusing. Some research will say that it's fantastic and other researchers will question it. And so what exactly is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting is in a simple way, eating during a restricted time. And for this area, I have followed two masters. The first is Dr. Walter Longo. He wrote the book, The Longevity Diet that I read and have, and I've actually used this plan twice. In any case, what I've learned is that there are different types of intermittent fasting. One where you restrict your daily eating window to let's say a 16 to eight hour window where you fast for 16 hours and you eat during an eight hour window. 
So the people that I know that have instituted this intermittent fasting usually skip breakfast and they eat, for example, from noon to eight, or they skip dinner and eat from eight to four. But that's not what I've seen. What I've usually seen is that they usually skip that breakfast meal. Now, there's all sorts of variations of this intermittent fasting. Some restrict the window for 14 hours, others for 16 hours, and then others restrict it even further. And there's also the five and two method where you eat for five days and you fast for two days. So again, a time-restricted feeding. The idea behind all of this is that we evolved to have large windows of not eating. So think of hunting back in the day, right? Back in the day of our ancestors, sometimes you got the wildebeest and sometimes they didn't, right? We didn't get the food. And so back then you may have eaten one meal a day or got lucky and had meals daily. This, of course, was before we were hunter-gatherers. So it was natural for us to fast because, well, there wasn't much of a choice. (laughs) That's not the case for most people today. So the idea with intermittent fasting is that glycogen in the liver starts to go into the fat stores after 14 or 16 hours of fasting. And of course, that is an average because for some, that time will vary. Basically, the idea is that if a person has a 16-hour window of not eating, their body will burn fat and they will lose weight. So that's the basic idea. The concerns are that it could affect your body to trigger starvation and also that it can trigger gallstone formation in women specifically, but more on that in a bit. You know, I've been fascinated by Dr. Longo, who is a researcher and professor at UCLA and has conducted various studies and done extensive research specifically looking at the time-restricted feeding or intermittent fasting as it relates to living a long life or longevity, which is why I became interested in him because of our project weight loss and our long life and quality of life. So he specifically has been studying the blue zones and even more specifically the blue zone in Sardinia, Italy. So what are the blue zones? Well, there was a study that was done where longevity was studied specifically, and it was determined that there were certain areas in the world where people generally live longer lives. They were living up to 90, 100 years old on the regular. And these locations were termed blue zones. They are Sardinia, Italy, Loma Linda, California, Okinawa, Japan, Ikaria, Greece, and the Costa Rica, Nicoya Peninsula. And Dr. Longo is doing his research in Italy around the study of restricted eating and longevity. So he uses the term restricted eating because he states that we're really not fasting, not truly fasting. He specifically advocates for a 12-hour window. And the reason he teaches this is because he states that there is research that he's found that if you eat for only four to six-hour window in a day, or you have a restricted time of eating when you don't eat for 16 or 20 hours, the research reflects that there is an association with gallstone formations and increases in the possibility of needing a gallbladder remover, removal with this type of eating, particularly in women, irrespective of their weight. 
Also, there's a correlation between those folks that skip breakfast altogether. And according to Dr. Longo, he states that the studies reflect that there's an association with these people having a higher rate of illness, like heart disease and cancer. Dr. Longo also says that there's a correlation with the shorter lifespan as well. And he states he's doing more research in this area, specifically in Italy. Now, his information indicates that a 12-hour eating window has been found to decrease age-related heart decline. So the association here is that eating in that 12-hour window could help the heart. So what does this 12-hour window look like? Let's say you eat breakfast every day at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Then you would stop eating at 8 p.m. And for most people, this is not too far off from how they normally eat. Dr. Longo strongly believes that individuals should eat breakfast and not skip that meal in particular. What I found interesting is that this 12-hour window does not put into play the ideology of the benefits of a longer fasting window. So in essence, Dr. Longo is somewhat debunking the idea of intermittent fasting. The other interesting thing I found out about people from Sardinia is that their biggest meal is at lunchtime and their dinners are light. Similar to this idea of having your primary meals during the day hours. Their primary foods are greens, beans, and whole grains, and sweets are not a big component in their lives. And I think this is really great information to know. The other maester that I follow in this area is Dr. Joel Furman. And Dr. Joel Furman is a family physician and a New York Times bestseller. He wrote the book, Eat to Live. And I love that book. I really recommend it. Dr. Joel Furman teaches to start your eating window early. He states that insulin sensitivity is the highest in the morning. He also states that extending your fasting window from the evening to the morning is more effective. So his perspective is somewhat in line with Dr. Longo in this sense. He does talk about the restrictive window of 12 hours and talks about skipping dinner once in a while. His perspective in this area is that eating late disrupts our, big word alert, disrupts our circadian rhythm. (laughs) Okay, so circadian rhythm, all it is really is our 24-hour internal clock. Think of a clock inside our body where we naturally wake up and then naturally want to sleep. So what interrupts this cycle? work can interrupt our circadian rhythm. Let's say we work and our work is constantly changing hours. Those changes can disrupt our internal clock. Jet lag. Like when I came back from Camino from Spain, the change threw off my sleeping, my internal clock. So not only did I not sleep because of the plane, I had jet lag for almost a week. The other thing that can affect this is stress, medications. All of this can affect our circadian rhythm. So back to Dr. Furman, the takeaway here is that I learned from Dr. Furman that eating late is one of the things that triggers our internal clock, our circadian rhythm to change. And so our sleep can be disrupted if we're eating too late. And by default, this will trigger fluctuations in insulin sensitivity. And of course, by default, our weight. So Dr. Furman is a proponent of using intermittent fasting to jumpstart your weight loss. However, he recommends stop stopping eating at 5 p.m. and having an intermittent fasting day every so often. 
This is different from Dr. Longo, who is a proponent of the 12-hour restricted eating window. Now, all of that said, Dr. Furman's main speaking and teaching is around the idea of a healthy diet, and he terms his diet as a nutritarian diet, a diet high in nutrition. For me, the takeaway is to really pay attention to your body and what works for you. And if you do consider doing a restrictive eating window, do it with some medical supervision. Both Dr. Longo and Dr. Furman talk about having your meals during the day and limiting the nighttime eating and striving to eat during a 12-hour window. So think 7 to 7 or 8 to 8. The other thing I want to say is that for me, in my project weight loss, I have used intermittent fasting, but I've used it after I detoxed my body from the sugar and flour. I wanted to make sure my food was clean and I had my hormones working for me before I introduced something new to my food plan. And this is how I have used intermittent fasting or restrictive eating window. I do not go past 14 hours of a restricted window. And when I do this, I do not do it more than once a month. I usually do the 12 to 14 hour fast on a Monday because my joy eat is usually on Sunday. And I, again, it's usually a 12 hour period. And so what do I eat? Well, I have a high protein plant-based breakfast. So I eat a couple of fruit with an ounce of nuts or a high protein, low sugar health bar, like a Nugo Slim Bar. Then for lunch, I have a soup and a salad and a health bar or some nuts and a fruit. Then for dinner, I have a soup and a fruit. My eating window is usually eight to six or eight to eight, or something close to a 12 hour eating window. And again, I don't do this that often, generally once a week. And I really focus on eating soups, fats, and proteins. The key aspect of all of this for me is that I plan this well in advance. I don't do it that often because I have gallbladder issues. So I definitely want to be careful with intermittent fasting. So one goal when I do do this 12 to 14 hour window is I have the goal of drinking a lot of water and I definitely don't do 16 hour fast unless I forget to eat, which has happened to me. (laughs) And let me tell you that used to be very rare and unusual for me. I never in the past forgot to eat, (laughs) but it has happened to me now more recently. And so what is the result of eating this way with the 12 hour restricted eating window? Well, the result on average for me is that I lose a pound or a little over a pound in that day, but more importantly, inflammation goes down. I feel lighter and clear headed. It's not really difficult for me because my hormones are working as designed for me now. And so I really just feel better now. What's the takeaway based on my experience is that when you eat a whole foods diet and you plan ahead your food and you're operating from the prefrontal cortex of your mind, what some call your higher brain, and you do that consistently, you will be eating healthy for the most part. What is healthy for your body? I don't eat too late because, well, not only do Dr. Longo and Dr. Furman do not recommend it, it gives me nightmares to eat late and I don't feel well. You know, when I went on Camino de Santiago with my sister, she shared with me that I would have nightmares at night. And I, you know, obviously I I knew if I was having a couple of nightmares, but she would say that I talk in my sleep 
And I can just imagine that that must have been really scary for her. <laughs> but it really is when, when I eat late or I eat really heavy at night, then I don't feel well. And so I really have to pay attention to that, right? So I basically eat during the daylight hours, really paying attention to the circadian rhythm, right? And I do think there's a lot of validity there. And so what's happened for me with my project weight loss and my 12 hour eating window that I've done really well and my health markers have improved. And it's like my client shared in her, you know, testimonial that her health markers have improved with her planning her food. And, you know, they get better because we eat better. Our health markers get better when we eat more mindfully when we plan it. So I hope you got some valuable information that you can use for your food plan on your project weight loss journey or your health journey in general. Thank you for listening. And please share this episode if you found it helpful to you. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.